1: Another week, special holiday edition of the Ami podcast. Uh, I'm one third of the tremendous trio called the Ami uh, I'm your host, Damon, along with my brothers Jared and Jeremy. Fellows, how
0: we feeling? We're good. I'm feeling good. Um, not not good about my Any basketball uh, games yesterday. Neither my basketball bets. But outside of that, man, it's another day in paradise. Outside the fact that both kids have hand, foot, mouth, and the wife has a cold. Uh I am in quarantine in the basement trying to make sure I don't catch any of that. So uh we're we're watching football, man. We're 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 alive. (laughs) That's
1: really smart because I definitely got uh I definitely picked up a bug from um the the children. So I definitely respect you and trying to stay down downstairs and away from it all. But Jeremy, how you feeling, bro? You good?
2: Yeah, feeling a lot better. I had flu last week, so did both girls. So um yeah, so we're we're (laughs) getting back back to health. You know it's the the most uh, terrible time of the year, but uh, no, looking forward to to talking some sports. My basketball predictions were terrible as uh, a normal. I think everybody's Christmas predictions were. So let's right. get into it. All
1: right, well, awesome. Uh, let's let's first start out by shouting out everybody's tuning in to us um, on a special holiday edition. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, everybody uh, out there that's listening, and uh, we hope that you guys have a great 2020. Uh, we got a got a solid show uh, lined up for you guys today. Um, <sighs> I, I wanted to talk about how I lost, almost lost my butt yesterday in these NBA games. Everybody that you thought was going come to come to play definitely didn't come to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with Jared, boy, Jared boys, the Jareds boys rather, uh, the Lakers choking it against the Clippers yesterday. Kawhi once again coming through as uh, he always does. Um, we're gonna get, we're gonna save uh, the the follow up for Jared. So let's start with Jeremy on this, and uh, we'll, we'll hear we'll hear Jared's thoughts about his boy LeBron. So Go ahead, Jim. floor is yours.
2: So, I am generally a, a, an emotional guy when it comes to my sports picks. Most of you probably know that. Um, I was a Lakers fan until uh, from from really about 98 when uh, Michael Jordan retired, probably a little before that because when Kobe Bryant came into the league, I became a big Lakers fan, um, until last year. I stopped being a Lakers fan because they traded all my boys away um, to the Pelicans. So, I started cheering for the Pelicans. And as most people know, I really hate the Lakers. But I try not to be, you know, a prisoner of the moment or uh, emotional when it comes to my money. So I said, hey, the Lakers are at home. You know, I think they're just going to get a win today. The Clippers haven't looked great lately. And so I'm going to bet on the Lakers. And I'm going to bet on Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis didn't come through in the first game, but he said, you know, the lights were a little bright. He said that himself uh, on first take last week. Um, But he's ready to come to play. He was ready to go off. Everybody tells me how nobody on the Clippers can match up with Anthony Davis because he's just too big. Um, so I bet Anthony Davis was going to be over 28 and a half points. And what happened? happened? Um, everybody looked terrible on the Lakers outside of Kyle Kuzma. Everybody was scared. They dominated the game um, from, from role players getting going. Uh, Anthony Davis was solid in the first half. But, I mean, overall, it really came down to one team had Kawhi Leonard and then the other team didn't. That's what we were looking at. We were looking at Kawhi Leonard taking over a game. We're looking at him making LeBron look relatively inept, unathletic. Um, Everybody's saying LeBron was hurt. Maybe he was. I'll be 100% honest. I hope LeBron was hurt because if that was the real LeBron and he's not hurt, he got no chance whatsoever. Um, the Lakers, <laughs> I still felt like they should have won this game. Um, I said in the moment when Anthony Davis landed on Kevin Hart and LeBron know, went running over there yucking it up like it wasn't halftime it was the end of the game I said you know you guys need to stay focused um I saw a video before the game uh LeBron lining up like he was playing quarterback and then throwing routes across the field across the court to Anthony Davis while Kawhi Leonard was on the other side of the court um practicing taking turnaround jump shots yeah it's probably the reason why they're a little bit more focused and why they won the game so um for all of you that always come up with the stats, LeBron, LeBron, as the GOAT, blah, 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 blah. These are prime examples of why LeBron's not the GOAT. Can you imagine in that situation, Michael Jordan getting out shy on my back? i so did, tired of Can you imagine I mean, Michael
0: Jordan. I mean, this is just... This, this. This, what else do we can do? This? I would can be like, imagine. "Hey, did you?" I, how, I don't
1: know. I how can, can we call yeah. Rafael Nadal go, the goat? Can you imagine Pete
0: Sampras sitting back on the baseline, hitting heavy topspin forehands? Like, dude, I'm I'm so tired of this no, narrative no. of the way but, but Michael Jordan not,
2: did things. That's a, silly, the that's a
0: silly only comparison. way to do. It's, things.
2: it's not. It's not about. Continue, this but that's the only thing that baffles me. I'm not saying. Can you imagine if LeBron? I'm not, saying it, 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 I'm not saying if LeBron didn't play like Jordan. I'm saying, hey, you're on the court and you're timid and you're scared to go and you're out here settling for jump shots and not playing your own game because it seems like you're intimidated by Kawhi Leonard. That's, I'm not saying he has to play like LeBron. Like, like Michael, play like LeBron. That way, he didn't play like LeBron yesterday. He played like somebody who was scared. So... Um. overall, I was very disappointed in the result from this game. And overall, I was very disappointed in myself because I put some faith in LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers, and they (laughs) are fraudulent. They are soft. They are – honestly, the only player on the Lakers that has dog in them is Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma's not scared. A.D. was scared. LeBron was scared. The team played scared. And Kawhi and Pat Beverly and those guys, even though they actually got outplayed, they won this game because they're mentally tougher.
0: Okay, so let's let's actually say what happened in this game. All I right, think we man. can look at this and say LeBron didn't play well from the start, and I mean he started zero for seven. There, that's the second longest streak in his career of m- consecutive misses to start a game. And in reality, he didn't. I thought he did look timid. I'm not going to argue with that. I, I was sitting there the whole time, like, why isn't he driving the ball to the basket? Why does he consistently settle for a jumper? Even at the end of the game, I thought it was stupid because he got the switch on the screen and got Montrez Harrell, then called for another screen and got Patrick Beverly. And I was like, if you're going for the three, Patrick Beverly is not the guy you want guarding you for a three. You would prefer, I would think, Montrez Harrell because you should be able to get space. But even with that being said.
2: Or oh, why not take the three with 20 seconds left on the clock as opposed to waiting like
0: he's for the last well, shot. here's the thing. But, he yeah, he was confident in the fact that he was going to make three. But with that being said, this game came down to it's a make-or-miss league, and the Lakers didn't shoot well the entire game. You can tell, oh, yeah, the Lakers are soft, but the Lakers dominated the paint. They could not score a basket inside. Lakers had significantly the, the advantage on rebounding and blocks throughout the game. And so if you looked at the game and said, all right, what was the reality of the situation? It was that the Clippers shot 46% from the field and the Lakers shot 40.6% from the field. And even in the first half when the Lakers were up 12 at halftime, the Lakers still were shooting 43% from the field compared to the Clippers' 47% from the field. And and then you throw in the fact that – Do do you think that was – I'm not trying to interrupt, but do you think that was due to the Clippers shooting 25
2: threes and the Lakers shooting 45%, uh, 45 that threes? could
0: be, but you also could say the fact that they hit 36% of their threes and the Lakers hit 26%. You also could throw in the fact that the Clippers in the second half shot, I think it was 15 more free throws. And I think some of that has to do with them attacking. I thought some of that had to do with just the Lakers doing having dumb fouls for no apparent reason. And then I, I still think one of the biggest things that happened in the game was Lakers went on a late run where LeBron hit a couple big jumpers. They go up seven with six minutes to go. Dot Rivers calls a timeout. He makes a good substitution, which he goes small, pulls Montrez Harrell off the floor, puts really essentially Paul George at the center position, and the Lakers said, hey, look, we're going to go big and keep Dwight Howard in. And then only thing that happened was on the offensive end of the court, it was Paul George getting guarded by Dwight Howard or another <coughs> big them setting a screen with whoever Dwight Howard was guarding and then it being Dwight Howard on Kawhi Leonard. And then it was like, okay, that's, that's barbecue chicken. Uh, But with that being said, look, I take nothing from these games. I think I I, I looked at the game and I said, I do think the length and the athleticism of the, of the Clippers is going to give LeBron problems. Um, I didn't think they really had an answer for, for uh, AD, but AD I think settled for too many long jumpers as opposed to just attacking the rim. But if you ask me, in reality, if you, in, in a normal game where, you know, you, you go over – they play this game out, 95% of the time the Lakers are going to win that game. And in the regular season, LeBron has has had this happen so many times before. Uh, you can go back to 2011 Chicago Bulls when they dominated the regular season and swept the, the Heat and then won the first game of the playoffs. And everybody said, they just have the Heat number. They're just a better team. And then Heat swept them. And then you can go through – uh, after that, you had the, uh, OKC Thunder sweeping them in, in regular season. Oh, they're just a better team. Nope. And then you had the, uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets with, uh, Paul Pierce and KG, they swapped them and everybody said, Oh, they're going to be a tough oh, there." dispatched of them. You had the Warriors 73 win team who beat them both times in the regular season by 30 points and then lost to them in the finals. I think at the end of the day, these, what we've seen from LeBron historically is these games are not indicative of how it would go. Wait, are you talking
2: about the? Are you talking about the Golden State series when Steph got hurt and they got they suspended Draymond?
0: No, I'm talking about the one where Kevin Love got a concussion because he got elbowed by Harrison Barnes and missed two games. So with that being said, I think at the end of the day, you can you can look at it and say the the Clippers. Oh yeah, but I, I take less from this game than I take from the Bucks getting blown out by the 76 I think if, if in reality if LeBron is actually injured. Then it explains his tentativeness. If he's not injured, then that's a that's a major problem because he was he. I was yelling at the TV, drop to the basket, and the injury. If he had a growing injury that got ag- aggravated in the first quarter, it would explain why he looked to me as timid as he did. Quick question: So,
2: did he have a growing injury when they played the Bucks, and he didn't really show up in that game? Like at the end of the day. Every time he's he, – it can't be where everybody wants to call LeBron the best player in the world. And every time he goes against other people who are in the conversation for best player in the world, he looks like the third or fourth best player on the floor. I, can't I, I agree. You, if you're LeBron reasons. right
0: now, he can't – I mean, do I think LeBron's the best player in the league? Yes. But LeBron can't make an argument right now if I'm the best player in the world when he's, he's gotten outplayed both times he played versus Kawhi. He got outplayed um, versus Giannis. He got outplayed the last time they played versus Luka. So, I mean, I, you can't make that argument right now. But at the end of the day, the is this a big deal? No, I think it boils down to can LeBron. I mean, the, this is the same injury he had last year. Does he rest? Make sure this thing heals properly so that he doesn't have any more kind of issues when it comes to this injury. I think that's really the major the major concern.
2: I I want to bring up a couple more things about LeBron. So for one. As soon as he got fouled when they were down four, I said he's gonna make one of two. Like just make you your free
1: Not making both of them. Like you know make
2: it. your free throws. Just just make your free throws. This dude he, is shooting sixty-one percent free throws in the fourth quarter right now. But, it,
0: but 61%. Jeremy, that that's somewhat disingenuous in the fact that he's shooting sixty-seven percent on all his free throws. So it may be like the Jared. Why are you? Why are no? No, you it's, terrible, it's, you is it, it's, it's terrible. But I'm saying when lower than no, sixty-seven, it's terrible. No, it's terrible when you say it in the fourth quarter. It makes it seem like. He's just he's a good free throw shooter who's choking in the fourth. And he's just a terrible free throw shooter altogether.
1: But Jerry, is it lower or higher in the fourth?
0: It's five points higher and lower.
1: It's lower. Yeah. It's lower. So you can't defend that. Yeah. It is what it yeah. is. Uh, here's the thing though. Uh, like it's, it's one of those things of making free throws. He should definitely on.
0: make his free throws. And I think at the end of the day, if, if you're going if you're going to play the lineup that, that the Lakers play and you're gonna go big and you're going to say, hey, look, we're going to have Dwight Howard out here. I get it from a rim protection side. But Anthony Davis is as good of a rim protector as you need in the league. You don't need two of them. And uh, if, if you're going to play big, you're going to have to be able to throw it into Dwight and say, hey, look, you have Paul George on you. Go get a bucket. Um, and if, if that's not the case, then, I mean, you're going to be in trouble.
1: All right, guys. Definitely some interesting, uh, interesting content yesterday. You know, for the basketball games, I wasn't too, like I said before, I wasn't too impressed with the, with the quality of basketball. But we'll see, you know, going forward. All Star Break coming up in Chicago. We'll see what happens uh, towards the, the the later half of the season. Uh, but let's uh, move on to some NCAA football. LSU versus Oklahoma. This is the first round, obviously, of the uh, college football playoffs. And we also have Clemson versus Ohio State. Uh, let's talk real quick, guys, about who you have in these in both of these
0: games. Let's start with you this time, Jared. So it is now the time for the national champions to be crowned. And clearly, guys, it's going to be Clemson. Let's let's go through these two matchups, though. I'm going to take Oklahoma to cover the spread versus LSU and to make that game extremely close. I'm going to say LSU wins the game by three points. I'm going to tell you why I think the game is going to be as close as it as I'm predicting. First and foremost, uh LSU struggles versus mobile quarterbacks if you bet on the game versus Ole Miss as Jeremy did you were shaking in your boots at a certain point because they could not stop Plumlee from uh from Ole Miss from running and scoring points I think he scored 37 points that game luckily for Jeremy uh Edwards Hilaire busted out like a a 60 yard touchdown run to cover at the end of the game but with that being said Plumlee is the second the the second rushing quarterback uh, in terms of yards per game in college football, who's number one, Jalen Hurts. Secondly, you're looking at a quarterback in Jalen Hurts who's played and started in a national title game, who's played in college football playoffs in multiple years. He started actually two college national championship games, played in SEC championship games, has been SEC player of the year, been a Heisman finalist, and he's playing with an offensive coordinator and Lincoln Riley, who's probably the best offensive coordinator in the country and had three weeks to perform so uh, or to prepare. So I think when you're looking at it, I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on LSU. Secondly, LSU's offense is going to probably be missing Edwards Hilaire, their running back. They said he's questionable, still iffy for the game, and all likelihood, he probably won't play with a hamstring injury. And so if you have One of their best weapons and one of their ways that they're able to control the clock once they get the lead, I think that's going to make it tough on them to be able to drain the clock. And I think the time of possession could favor extremely Oklahoma to be able to contain um, the ball away from Joe, Joe Burrow. Thirdly, I watched this LSU team play versus another big 12 team earlier in the season when they played Texas and Texas wasn't a great big 12 team, but Texas opens the the game up and they had another quarterback who was mobile and Sam Ellinger and Ellinger ate their defensive line. They, They beat them 45 to 38 and it should have probably gone into overtime. Had it not been for fourth down, Texas went for it, threw a ball in the end zone to a running back who had nobody within 15 yards of him. And he just simply dropped it. So, I think the open spread concept and mobile quarterback is going to give LSU's defense problems. I think that was the reason why they look so great against uh, Georgia because from not only can he not really throw the ball accurately, but he's not that great of an athlete to be able to run it. So I think Jalen Hurts controls the clock. I think LSU is going to pull the game out. I'm going to call the score a a lower scoring than most people think. I'm going to call a 31-28 to uh, LSU over Oklahoma. Lastly, on the on the Clemson Ohio State game, I think this game is going to be controlled by Clemson. I'm pretty sure uh, I'm going to go and look when it comes up and get the alternative line and try to get Clemson at you know maybe high odds to win by at least ten. Um, because I think in reality, Justin Fields is already making excuses and saying that his knee is not where he wants it to be, and it may be eighty to eighty five percent. And if that's the case, I mean, if Justin Fields can't run the ball consistently, then that's a a huge um, loss for their offense. Two, everybody's talking about Chase Young, and I think Chase Young's good. his offensive line is extremely, extremely talented, and he's going versus probably a first-round pick for next year at tackle in Jackson Carmen, who you know was from Ohio and, and and grew up playing with a lot of those players on that team. I think he's going to be uh, motivated to 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 prove to prove a point and to be able to hold up on his own on the outside, and I'm sure we're gonna chip use tight ends, etc. And the last thing I'll say about this game, obviously Clemson has the experience. Obviously they have the quarterback who, who has not even trailed in the fourth quarter of a game in his career in college, but you throw in the fact he has a tight end that was the starting tight end for Clemson last year, who was suspended for the year um, for Osterine negative, uh positive test for trace amounts <coughs> last year, which was a silly uh, test with the amount of it. And he was suspended for, from last year's playoffs up until now. He's going to be playing, and this is a, a tight end that will be a probably a first two or three round tight end who they haven't seen play all season and has just been preparing and practicing with the team all year. So I expect him to have a big game. I expect him to be able to exploit some some matchups with the linebackers that I don't think are great with Ohio State because they have two great cornerbacks. I expect Clemson to win the game. I'm going to say pretty convincingly. I'm going to say the score is 42 to 21.
1: Hi, right, Jeremy, what do you got to say about this? These two these two uh, kind of crazy matchups going on this weekend.
2: Yeah. Um, I think Clemson is going to beat Ohio State. I'm not a big Ohio State fan. I'm not a big Justin Fields fan. I think Justin Fields is solid but not great. Um, I don't think he has any um, real exceptional talent on the outside. I think that Clemson will be able to bottle up their run game, and that's pretty much what their entire offense is built around. So – um, my thing, biggest concern is Chase Young. Um, I think Chase Young could wreck the game for Clemson. Um, but I think Clemson will cover. I'm not going to go quite as big as Jared, but I think they'll cover, I don't know, 14 points. I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere around 21 to 35. Um, but I definitely have bet on Clemson. So, Jared, your boys better not let me down. To your other game, <laughs> you cannot be more wrong. You cannot be more wrong. LSU is going to win this game by a solid 35 points. Um, Oklahoma is terrible. Um, they've struggled like the last four, five, six games they played. Uh, LSU, you keep you going to bring up the, that uh, that Mississippi game, the Ole Miss game. Keep in mind, o, Ole Miss really didn't score the entire first half. Was, they got going in the second half and um, and got loose. But I thought the game was more of a fluke than anything. Like you, you can still look back and say. I mean, what happened with Kellen Mann? Monk? Kellen Mond's pretty athletic. He couldn't do anything. against that defense? They scored seven but points. Seven Kellen, Kellen's athletic, um, but he's
0: not. A, he's not what I would consider a mobile quarterback because they don't. They don't use him with like a lot of read options. Like they, if you look at the way that that uh, Jumbo Fisher calls, he, he he's he has a pro style offense that is predicated on driving back and passing the ball. He doesn't use it in a, a kind of zone read like Jalen Hurts does, like Sam Ellinger does, like. Um, the quarterback Plumlee from uh, from Ole Miss does.
2: Yeah, that that's true. But at the same time, um, I don't think that I don't think you guys really have a chance. I, or I don't think the that they really have a chance. You also can look at Jalen Hurts and say yeah, has seven turnovers in the last four games. Um, so uh, LSU is very opportunistic. O- Oklahoma's defense is terrible. Um, I just saw LSU go against Georgia's defense and literally score at will. Um, you've got someone who's playing the best quarterback that anybody's played in college football in, in, in college football history. He's literally having the best college football season of all time. So um, I'm going to trust Joe Burrow. I, I just don't get that where
0: that like how you can make that statement. Who's play better? He didn't even have the best one in his conference. Uh, Tim Cal- Tim Couch's numbers were way better than his.
2: Jerry, you can say their his numbers were better, but Tim Couch. What was what Tim Couch's numbers? Let's see. Tim Hold Couch,
0: on. like Joe Burrow, passed Tim Couch's numbers. Tim Couch played, I think, twelve games. Joe Burrow didn't pass any of the numbers from yards, touchdowns, or any of that stuff until game thirteen or fourteen.
2: Yeah, but I mean, he was playing at Kentucky. He wasn't. He, he wasn't playing in the in the SEC West. And you have to look at it from the standpoint of.
0: Your boy's completing seventy eight percent of his passes. Seventy six percent. He's doing it. He's, he's a phenomenal quarterback. I'm taking nothing away from him. But like when you say the the best season of any any quarterback of all time, like I I just can't get along with that. I just can't. I'm sorry,
2: Jared. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry right now. You right now you're watching clutch Matt Ryan play. He's going to go into the league next year and be Matt Ryan. He's going to turn the Bengals around. The Bengals have found their fr- franchise quarterback. I've, I'm willing to go on record saying that. Um, and it's going to be him versus Lamar Jackson for the next decade and a half. So um, good luck watching that play out and the Steelers, but I hope they can get somebody in the draft at some point to replace Ben Roethlisberger because right now they look terrible. But back to my uh, game score, I see them winning this game by a solid 35 points. Um, I see the game being like 48 to 14. I don't see this game being competitive. I think by the end of the third quarter, Joe Burrow won't even be playing. Um, and I see it being even worse if Edwards Hilaire plays. Um, that's how big of a mismatch this game is. It would look worse than Duke versus, um, I don't know, Johnson C. Smith in college basketball. That's how this game's gonna look.
1: Alrighty then, comparing Duke and Johnson C. Smith. All right. Um, well, we'll definitely have to see. Um, I've got my money on Clemson to cover. I think two yep. points, so it should be free yep. money. I haven't, I haven't decided how big I'm gonna go in the LSU and the Oklahoma game just yet, but we shall see. Um, let's move on to our picks last week. Um we're like not gonna have a super long uh session for you guys tonight. Uh we got we all got a lot going on. So let's just go through our picks and uh we're gonna give you some some previews on who you guys should pick for next week or this week coming up, and then uh we're gonna be out. So let's start with Jared this time because he was uh three, one and one. Yes, sir. Uh, up four hundred on the week and up fifteen hundred on the season. Um Jeremy two for three last week. He's down two hundred on the week and up two hundred for the season. So Jared's kind of pulling away right now. Um, yeah. So let's start with Jeremy, and let's talk about how you have, what, like three, four weeks to, to, to pull back into the race.
2: Yeah, yeah, I got I to gotta make it up for the, in the playoffs, but um, I'll go ahead and go into my picture this week. Um, last week, or actually, I'll tell you about my picture last week. Um, obviously, the Saints covered, the Saints on the road this year have covered, their are 6-1 against the spread, um, and 6-1 and straight up on the road. Um, the only game they didn't cover was the game that Drew Brees got injured in in the second possession of the game against the Rams. Um, so uh, that was pretty good cover last week. Uh, Michael Thomas is the best receiver in football by a long shot, and there's nothing that people can do to stop him. Um, so that was an easy cover. Um, also game that I covered um, was the Chiefs against the Bears because the Bears are terrible. And the Chiefs actually look like they're playing solid defense, even though people want to proclaim them as some kind of superstar team now because they're playing solid defense against the worst offenses in football. And even though their offense is not putting up a ton of points, that was the easiest cover of the week. So um, those were the two I covered on. The games I missed, um, let's get to those. So I bet on the Panthers. Bad bet. Panthers are trash. Honestly, Ron Rivera is making himself look better and better every game that he's not coaching because the Panthers look absolutely awful. Um, So that one did not work out. Betting on the Vikings, a team that got three turnovers in the first half and still only scored <laughs> 10 points, Kirk Cousins.
0: You are no, Jimmy, embarrassment. Jimmy, Jimmy.
2: Not only did I Jimmy, miss Not only
0: did they get three turnovers, they got three turnovers inside of Packers territory, one inside the 10-yard line. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah, so – I mean, they're, they're an embarrassment. Um, the only thing that made me more mad than that than that game not covering was Aaron Rodgers not covering 248 passing yards um, in the game, even though he took pa- 42 passing attempts. Aaron Rodgers is regressing before our very eyes. He's no longer elite. I said that a few weeks ago, and that continues to be true. But I shall progress. I was going to go into something real deep. No, I wasn't even going to go there. <laughs> um, I think he, I think you meant digress. I thought you were going to do the opposite. You
0: said I thought you were going to say digress, and you said I don't know if yeah. I want to do that. So I was like progress. Uh,
2: uh, I don't know. Um, but let, let's go on to uh, my final pick from last week. I have to pull it up. I'm trying to remember what the last pick was that I missed on. Um, I don't know. I missed on it. You guys remember what my picks were from last week? Anyway, let's get into the picks for this week. Uh, they're, this week is going to be kind of tricky, mainly because there are a lot of people that are resting players. And so I am picking a lot of teams who are who are resting players or against them. So uh, I'm going to go Titans minus three and a half um, in this game against the at Texans. The biggest reason for that, the Texans will be locked up for the four seed when the game starts. I don't think they will play players for very long, and I think the te- Titans have incentive to go win that game. So um, even if the Texans do play players, they understand they're probably not going to be able to get a buy, um, And so it's going to be one of those things of – I don't think they're going to go out there and risk it with Deshaun and people like that. So I don't think um, it'll be a very competitive game because I don't think the Texans are going to really try. So um, I've got that game. Um, the Saints, I do think they're going to try because they've already said they're still playing all their starters. Also, if Green Bay um, loses, um, the Saints are guaranteed a, a first-round bye if they win this game. And then also if Seattle beats the 49ers, which is the night game, uh, the Saints will get a first-round bye. If Seattle beats the 49ers and Green Bay win- loses and the Saints win, the Saints get the first the first overall uh, seed. So they'll still be playing, and they're playing at Panthers. I was planning on going to the game. Uh, it's minus 13. Tickets are really cheap because Panthers fans have given up on their season, but now there's 70% chance of rain. So I can, I'm can i not going to even go sit in the rain on the lower level for, like, $35 bucks, um, because I don't even <laughs> – feel like sitting in the rain to watch a terrible football game. So um, that's another game that I picked. Uh, another game that I am picking, the Minnesota Vikings have locked in as the sixth seed. So do I think they're going to play a lot of players this week? No. I think the Chicago Bears will be able to win that game. The Chicago Bears are uh, one-and-a-half-point underdogs, so I'm going to go with the Bears in that game. Um, as far as the, uh, the next game that I'm going to go with, I'm actually going to pick a off-the-radar game. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, Dolphins plus 16 at Patriots. I know the Patriots looked good last week. They kind of had a statement, but I just don't think they're very good. So um, I don't think they'll be able to cover this game. Um, so I'm going to go with the, um, with the Dolphins with the 16 points. And lastly, um, the game that I'm going to bet on, I'm going to go Broncos minus 3.5. Um, against the Raiders, I think the Raiders have already pretty much given up on the season. Josh Jacobs is out. Um, I think they're going to struggle somewhat uh, to put up points with Derek Carr looking like Derek Carr lately. Um, even though Derek Carr is still trying to play for the playoffs right now, um, but I think uh, I, I think they're run ins, and uh, I'm going to go with the Broncos in that game.
0: Well, let's let's get to the positives. Positives are a couple of those games I'm actually picking. Um, so that means you're at least getting a couple right. Um, let's kind of go through my last week. I, I want to walk through that really quickly just so people um, know the, the picks I got right and the ones where the teams messed me over because uh, I didn't clearly get it wrong. But no, I had the uh, Texas covering three points, and my boys, they tried to give it away. Uh, they got a push. They, <laughs> that was an ugly game. That was an awful <laughs> game. Deshaun played terrible. Uh, Jameis played even worse. Um, good job on our defense, just consistently picking them off. Uh, that game should have been a 25, 30-point win. We won by three points, which was a push, which was unfortunate. Then I had the Bills covering six and a half, and then I was sitting there, and I was like, these motherfuckers better not allow them to get a two-point conversion once the Patriots scored a touchdown to go, to go up five. And, of course, they go up the two-point conversion and then don't score any points, so they lose by seven. So I don't cover that game. I lose that spread by a half point. The other games I picked, I was right on. I had the Ravens covering 10 points versus the Browns. That clearly was a win. Um, I had the uh, Packers covering. They were five-point underdogs, which the whole time I kept telling people I don't even understand how that's even possible. Um, And they clearly covered that one. And then uh, the other game was the Saints. I had the Saints uh, versus the Titans. I felt really good about that game. And uh, they came through for me as well. Um, So – Coming into, coming into this week uh, – no, I'm sorry. I'm tripping. I bet you – know. no, I'm right. I had the Saints game. Yep. So I, if, you, if I'm looking at this week, um, I have some games. The ones I agree with you on, Jeremy, I am going with the Saints over the Panthers. Uh, minus 13 points. The, the Saints have something to play for. The Panthers are terrible and have gotten blown out in basically every game they've played um, since Ron Rivera got fired. Uh, the only game they didn't get blown out on the scoreboard was
2: wow, – Why are not we – why aren't we talking about the, the real key to why they're losing these games? Their
0: special teams is giving up. Since
2: that Monday night football game when the – no, no. Since the Monday night football game when the Black Cat ran on the field, the Panthers were in the playoffs at that moment, and they have lost eight straight games since that moment. Have they? So I'm going to say the Black Cat running around MetLife has messed up the Black Cats and the Panthers.
0: Jeremy, that's that, uh, that Stephen A. Smith uh, theme song. There's a Black Cat running around that French uh, – <laughs> anyway – <laughs> um, so the Saints are 13-point uh, favorites. I got them winning that game. Book it. Next game, I'm going opposite of you. I'm taking the Raiders to cover three and a half points because the Raiders actually have an outside chance of making it to the playoffs. Um, if the Titans lose and the Steelers lose, then and the Patriots don't lose to the Dolphins, the Raiders win and they're in. Um, so that sounds like a lot, but like if RG three beats the Steelers, which they might well could, if especially if let's said the Chiefs were to lose and the Texans are like now we, we get to play to possibly be the three seed, and the Titans lose, then it could come down to like if Raiders you win you get in the playoffs. So um, I'm gonna take them to to and those, those games are all played at the same time. There, so the Steelers game and the Texans game uh, are all being played at four twenty five. So they won't know I'm going to take them to, to be playing to at least cover the three and a half points. But I got them winning straight up. Uh, I'm gr- agreeing with you on one of the other picks. I'm taking the Dolphins uh, at – what was the number you got at, 16? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm taking them plus 16 points. I mean, that's a lot of points for a bad offense. And the Dolphins try. They play well. And the Dolphins, since they started the season 0-7, they are uh, they are 4-4. and 4. So with the wins over the Steelers and the Colts – Bengals and the Jets, so um, I'm going to take them to at least cover 16 points. My my only thought on that game,
2: my only thought on the game is as long as Ryan Fitzpatrick does not give up 14 points on on pick sixes, um, I'll be comfortable with that. If he doesn't get the two pick tickets, we'll, we'll cover.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, it is Ryan Fitzmagic. He could be Fitzmagic or Fitztragic. Um, on top of that, I'm going with the Eagles to cover four and a half points versus the Giants. They have everything to play for. Carson Wentz is playing extremely well, um, and he's showing why a lot of people used to say, like, hey, this is the guy I will start my franchise with. So uh, I'm going to go with Carson Wentz to get it done to cover the four and a half points and to make the playoffs and to put those sorry Cowboy fans out of their misery. And last but not least, I'm going to go with the 49ers to cover three and a half points at Seattle on Sunday Night Football. Here's the reason why. First and foremost, Seattle has no running backs. <coughs> they lost their top three running backs. They're bringing in Turbin, who hasn't been on a roster all year, and Marshawn Lynch, who was retired for the last, what, eight months? Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take yep. that they're not gonna be able to run the ball extremely well. The Seattle hasn't played great recently, and I expect the 49ers to want to get some revenge for that last game. So, and and everybody that talks about like, oh, you know that that game, the high scoring game, the last time they played, like a lot of those yards and points were were either off of defense or the yards were super late, uh, going into the fourth quarter. Oh, sorry, going into overtime of that game. The Seattle Seahawks had 237 total yards of offense. I expect, although the 49ers are banged up on defense, I expect them to be able to at least keep the game lower scoring, and I got them winning the game by probably a touchdown. So, in recap, I'm taking the the, the 49ers to cover versus the Seahawks at minus 3.5. I am taking the Eagles to cover versus the Giants at minus 4.5. I am taking the Raiders to cover versus the Broncos at plus 3.5. I am taking the Saints to cover versus the Panthers at plus plus 13. I'm sorry, minus 13. I would love plus 13. i bet my house on that. And then I would love the... Uh, I got the doc, the Dolphins to cover 16 points versus the Patriots. Book it. Mm-hmm.
2: Jared, um, I'm going to give you a big reason of why your last pick is going to be wrong. So first off, I actually think the best thing that happened to Seattle was all their running backs getting hurt. And the reason why is because Pete Carroll calls way too conservatively. Pete Carroll literally runs the ball in the worst run situations of all time. He doesn't put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands. And I think this is going to force him to. Also, Chris Carson, terrible against the, uh, picking up the uh, pass, pass, uh, blitz. Um, so also, so is, uh, so is, uh, Penny. Marshawn Lynch is a great, uh, pass blocker. And I think he's going to bring, ignite that crowd. Like the crowd is going to get hyped from. Marshawn, which I think is going to get this game, this game really rolling. Since, think, if you think about how long it's been since Halloween weekend when the Panthers got blown out by the 49ers and how long ago that game was, the 49ers have only really won one game. Because you could say they won by 10 against the Cardinals when they threw the ball backwards and they won in the end zone when they were down three with 30 seconds left. So they really only won one game by more than a touchdown since then. And that was the game against the Green Bay Packers. So likely this game is going to be a one-score game. And they're playing against a team that's the best at covering one-score games. The Seattle Seahawks this season are eight and one in games got by one score, and that one loss was the game against the Saints when they were down by 25 and, with two minutes ago. So it really wasn't a one-score game. So I anticipate this game being close. That means I think Russell Wilson is going to have some Russell Wilson magic, and I think they're going to get this dub. Um, Marshawn is going to have some big Marshawn moments. I saw him working out um, on video a couple weeks or a couple days ago. And he actually looks kind of explosive. You know, I, I don't think Marshawn's is one of those guys that's always been, you know, a workout warrior anyway, eating Skittles on the sideline. So I think Marshawn Marshawn's going to come out and be Marshawn. So, um, that defense also for the 49ers has looked dreadful lately. We put up 46 on them. They couldn't stop Atlanta when they need to get a stop. Last week they gave up a bunch of points to the Rams. Um, and if it wasn't for that terrible throw that ended up being a pick six by Jared Goff, they would have lost that game also. So um, I see some vulnerability from the 49ers. I don't think they're going to get this W.
0: Well, as Marshawn Lynch once said, once you run through a muff face over and over and over and over and over, (laughs) I was sitting there like this dude's psycho. So at least we know he's got the mentality.
1: Marshawn ain't uh, he ain't the same no more though. That was that was six six. I know. We'll see if he got comfortable. But I know the lifespan of a running back is the time that he was you know he's been out of kind of dominating. Yeah. So yeah, be, I mean, in, I, th- I agree with Jeremy. Though. I think it's going to be a huge spark for this, for the Seahawks having him back in, in the in the locker room. Apparently, like all the young guys in the Seahawks locker room are like like starstruck by Beast Mode. I read today, so it should they be Came they in, in like a hard month
2: ago to uh to talk to the team. They were like, "Oh yeah, he's just coming to visit," and that always seems strange. But apparently, there was like talk of this was after Penny got hurt that they were thinking about bringing him back. So at that point. He went. He went back and started doing two a day. So he's been doing two a days apparently for like last month to make make sure he's in, wow. in better shape. So I don't think he's going to be in perfect shape, but I think he's going to be in at least it, solid. It, it has been like this quite a month. Finally, the
0: reason I know uh, is because when Penny got hurt, it was about two and a half weeks ago. Because I had Rashard Penny uh, on the over of thirty eight <laughs> yards, and he got sixteen yards on his first play towards a kill towards ACL on the play, and I was like, oh, okay, well I guess I won't be covering this bet. So. <laughs> right. Put <laughs> recovery, uh, and quick recovery to my betting. <laughs> Jared, Jared's like man, sucks for I both know. of us. <laughs> I'm like, I mean get better, right. get 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 well soon, but dang my bet. So, you know.
1: That's hilarious. All right, fellas, uh good good show tonight and got through a couple quick topics. Um I'm interested to see how uh, this NFL week's gonna play out. I had a great week in my betting, and I'm trying to follow it up. Even though the NBA just totally just uh, gave me just a bad bad taste in my mouth going into the weekend, but we're gonna turn it around. And uh, as always, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to us another week. Uh, shout out to you guys, and we will be back next week. You guys got any parting words? Well, as Dan anything?
0: Just said these are words of wisdom. When you have a bad taste in your mouth, turn it around. Twit. <laughs> um,
2: my last parting words are Pelicans won 3 out of 4 let's go uh, my boy B.I. has hit 7 out of 3 uh, 7 out of nine threes last night we're about to turn around Zion come on back we're going to come back and win to make the playoffs let's go that's not really going to happen
1: but okay <laughs> that's all I'm <them> like okay <laughs> great wishing but alright on that note we are out we'll holler at y'all next week peace <laughs>